Wisdom Ways is all about living from the true power of who you are. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. If that is true, then how can we let go of those fears and become one with our authentic power? Speaking from personal experience, insights, and stories of awareness, Richard Schultz, spiritual healer and guide, invites you to take a courageous journey with him to finally let go of your deepest fears and embrace inner power beyond measure. Get prepared to travel to the inner spaces that will expand your awareness, freedom, and mastery of life. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. I'm your host, Richard Schultz, and we've been taking a journey to understanding how you can plug into your authentic power by coming into your wholeness. This is an ongoing journey and is unique for everyone that takes it, and we all must take it. It is not a matter of whether one takes this journey or not, it is a matter of when, because this is the journey of the soul. Long after I've ended these podcasts, you'll be doing the inner work of claiming your wholeness. Think of wholeness like a journey to unconditional love. Can you really say that you know what love is in all its dimensions and it's all its expansiveness? My sense is that true love knows no bounds and we will expand into it for eternity as divine love itself continues to expand from its already infinite dimensions. Wholeness And authentic power, as I defined it, is intimately tied to the expansiveness and power of love. When I used to go hiking in the mountains, I always had my eye on the peak and getting there. In my focus for the mountain top, I would not slow down, and I missed some of the brilliance of the path of getting there. I often never stopped to explore the color and the complexities of flowers and trees that covered the valleys or the mountain streams that flowed through them. My goal was to get to the peak, to see the view from there, and maybe have some lunch. While that was exquisite, I have since discovered that joy lies not in getting to the mountain top, but it is woven into the very fabric of every moment of the ascent from and descent into the valleys too. And there is magic in each and every moment of the journey. It is a whole system that tantalizes the senses if I choose to stop and enjoy the roses along the way. If you've not listened to the previous podcast, I invite you to go back and have a listen from the start. Or, if you prefer, just dip into the podcast that you are attracted to. Follow your intuition. And from the title and the description of the podcast, notice which topics might be relevant in your life right now. The early podcasts will give you some background understanding of this important work, so you'll be able to more easily become aware of your own journey to wholeness, your authentic power, and love. In this podcast today, we're going to explore the often polarizing dynamics of the masculine and feminine energies. Within the context of wholeness, It is important to embrace and understand both of these energies within ourselves and within our organizations, whether it is our family unit, our workplace, or our cultures. My sense is that in the larger universe, there is always balance. 
you might look at it as yin and yang. At a micro level, the masculine and feminine may appear to be out of balance. But if you could add up all the energies, it is always in balance and trying to move to balance at every level. From one perspective, the masculine and feminine may look like polar opposites in this reality, but they also represent a continuum of energies. It is when we have rejected or disowned aspects of the feminine or masculine that they appear to be opposites and polarizing. Our soul, calling us to wholeness, calls us to balance the masculine and feminine energies within us and embrace the wonderful capacities of both. In my early years, I usually went hiking in the mountains alone, and if not alone, usually with other men. I loved the independence of this. In my focus to get to the top, there was a sense of urgency. It was a linear, assertive, aggressive, competitive, directive energy that propelled me to the top of the mountain. I loved the intensity and movement as I thrust myself forward to the peak. At the end of the day, it felt rewarding to have sore muscles and to collapse into a satisfying fatigue at having risen to the challenge and completing the hike. I was into my masculine energies on those hikes. I remember the first time I noticed how different the experience was when I went hiking with a woman that had a strong sense of her feminine energy. It was aggravating to me at first. The walk, it wasn't the hike at all, wasn't even raising a sweat within me. Every few moments, she would stop and look at the flowers, a mushroom, a tree, and gaze off into the forest or into the valley below. I was impatient with her. How are we ever going to get to the top? I wanted to show her how amazing the view was at the top which was my goal, but I feared we would run out of time and never get there. She, on her part, was not so much into the doing of the hike, but the being of it. It was an unfolding, an intuitive sensing from one moment to another. It was a conversation, an opportunity to relate. She was synthesizing the entire experience, and receiving from nature all that this hike had to offer, from the sounds of the birds, the wind on her skin, the smells of the flowers, and the feelings that emerged as we strolled on, and actually off, the path. I can't remember, but I don't think we even got to the top of the mountain that day. But something in me began to change, and a small seed of experience was planted within me as I began to discover the way of the feminine, even though I did not know it, that's what it was at the time. She had planted within me a seed to remember to stop and smell the roses of my life. Masculine and feminine energies and perspectives are different. In their differences, they are magnetic in their attraction to each other. They form the basis of the sexual attraction between couples. These differences are also behind the explosive eruptions of conflict between the sexes as we fail to accept and understand the nature and energy of the other sex. 
Within the masculine energy, there's a strong desire for action and doing. It is goal-oriented, linear, aggressive, analytical, impatient, competitive, organizing, busy, controlling, and directive. Out of balance, it can be harsh and violent. By the way, if you're triggered or have a charge or judgment against any of those words I just said, then you may have a shadow there that is calling to be owned. The feminine energies, on the other hand, are more about being rather than doing. The feminine looks at the process rather than the goal. It is a surrendering energy, intuitive, integrating, patient, soft, calm, nurturing, and allowing in its nature. Rather than linear, cause-effect, hierarchical, and directive, the feminine looks at the whole system, and it is circular and relationship-oriented. Out of balance, the feminine energy is weak, insecure, and needy. Within the experience of masculine and feminine, there are lots of opportunities for shadows to be discovered and embraced. In doing so, we claim more of our power and capacity to make different choices and experience the whole of life from its mystery and magic, rather from drama and struggle. As a boy, I remember adult men speaking of their wives as the other half. At the time, I did not know how true that was on so many levels. Sexual attraction between couples tends to balance the energies of masculine and feminine. For example, you may have noticed that very macho men tend to be coupled with very feminine women. Men that are more feminine in their energy or character will tend to attract a more masculine-based partner. Our masculine and feminine natures are magnetic to each other, and we attract the perfect mirror opposite of who we are in life partners, the other half. It is like we are subconsciously trying to create wholeness by bringing another person into our lives that balances us out. This is a useful alliance for couples because the combined capacities of both partners make them stronger as a unit. In our evolution as human beings, this would have helped us survive. That said, a more powerful place to be would be to own as much as possible the full capacities of masculine and feminine within ourselves. This means embracing and building all of those characteristic energies of the masculine and feminine that you currently do not have, judges bad, weak, or wrong. If you're triggered or have a charge against an aspect of the masculine or feminine, then this represents a loss of energy and an opportunity to claim back authentic power. If you have a limiting pattern in a relationship with the other sex or someone with more masculine or feminine energies, regardless of sex, then you'll want to explore the shadows and mirrors of relationship behind this. In doing so, you'll have a greater capacity to live in the fullness of life without the drama and struggle that we experience as human beings. We're going to take a short break right now, 
And after the break, we're going to talk more about the dynamics of masculine and feminine energies and the opportunities to bring them into balance. You're busy. Your life is hectic. But if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to the second half of Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. Before the break, we were talking about contrasting energies of masculine and feminine. Within that, I suggested that our sole path was to balance these energies within ourselves. Everyone will have a unique mix of these energies. Some males are more feminine, and some women are more masculine in their nature. So I'm not talking about our physical attributes here, but rather our energetic attributes and our ability to access and use all of the masculine and feminine capacities. We all need to claim both the masculine and feminine energies to be effective and impactful in our lives. When we are whole with the masculine and feminine energies, we do not need anyone to complete us or make us happy or successful because we have that capacity within ourselves. From this place of wholeness, there is still attraction. However, it is more conscious and we live in a world of preferences rather than need. In wholeness, you will choose from your authentic power rather than fall into limiting behaviors based on past wounds or fears. You'll choose to be in your feminine or in your masculine, depending on the circumstances in the moment. My last podcast was about the practice of peace. In it, I told a story about an organizing committee that had some conflict with each other. They were not in a peaceful place. And the main dynamic was a polarized view of the masculine and feminine energies. The culture of this organization was and is primarily male and masculine in its nature, historically and presently. Recently, there's been a lot more women coming into this organization and challenging this masculine-based culture. This system is trying to find a new balance. The masculine energy has historically served that organization well. This directive, assertive, action-oriented, business-minded organization has been very successful. They learned how to organize and mobilize to get things done and do a lot of good work in their communities and the world. The culture of this organization attracted and fulfilled people that worked primarily in this masculine approach. However, for those more connected to their feminine energy, this was probably a difficult culture to work in because the feminine energies were suppressed or not embraced as useful within the context of this culture. Cultures, like our individual subconscious mind, tend to be resistant to change. 
To be successful in its future, this organization knows it needs to embrace more feminine principles, especially within the peace initiatives. This calls for welcoming and integrating different energies, such as more sensitivity to relationships, looking at the whole system in their approaches, listening, giving everyone a voice, being more collaborative, and paying attention to processes. This is about integrating their hearts with the heads. It requires each person to do the individual work of integration and paying attention to and recreating structures within their culture that are not compatible with the shifts towards the feminine. Conflict is not bad, even in an organization whose purpose is about peace. Conflict is an indicator that something in the system is looking for a different balance. In all of my podcasts, I've talked about a charge as an indicator that a shadow is present that wants to be owned and embraced. It is an opportunity to stop the energy leakage and transform to a more sustainable way of being. It is an opportunity for greater wholeness and therefore authentic power. This is true on both an individual and a collective level. Some women on this peace committee were charged and in conflict with some of the men and their directive, controlling, focused energy to get things done, to get to the goal. They were in conflict with what they perceived as an ineffective masculine approach that excluded women. These women and the conflict and charge they created were an indicator that the system may not have been as sensitive as it could be to integrating more feminine-based approaches. It was and is a call to different balance. It was an indicator of an organizational shadow where the feminine was suppressed and an opportunity to embrace and own feminine principles that will assist them in their future peace initiatives. The women were expressing how they felt and experienced in this masculine-dominated culture, and this was not wrong. This is what the system was calling for. On the other hand, at an individual level, the women were also charged or triggered by the masculine directive controlling energies. They projected their own masculine shadows into their experience with these men. In some cases, it also represented an ongoing pattern of behavior and attraction for these women. From their shadows, they made some assumptions about the intentions of the men that were often not actually true, causing even more conflict. Because they were triggered, it means that at an individual level, they were also not balanced with the masculine energy within themselves. It was then a personal call to embrace and own the controlling, assertive, directive energies of the masculine within themselves too. This was not just about the organization. This was an opportunity for personal wholeness and fulfillment. In summary, the organizational cultural, as well as many of the individuals, suppressed or did not own or embrace the capacities of the feminine energy. This meant they were not as powerful as they could be both individually or organizationally. In contrast, 
The women were triggered by organizational shadow, which suppressed feminine approaches. And they had their own shadows and unhealed wounds with respect to the masculine. By suppressing or not embracing the masculine within themselves, they were not as powerful as they could be. Within this experience, there is a perfect mirror of opportunity for inner work that both sides could do to be more powerful and be more at peace. The masculine approach is not bad. The feminine approach is not better. It is not about one or the other. Power is about integrating the two, not throwing out one in favor of the other. As this organization and the individuals within it find their way of being aware of and transforming their shadows of masculine and feminine, they will become more powerful in their mission and effectiveness of peace. They will also be more effective and powerful in using the capacities of both the masculine and feminine energies in their lives and work. Human systems have lived in a masculine-dominated, paternal-like energy for a few thousand years now. This has had its benefits as a species and its limitations. This polarity is now shifting. Feminine energies have been rising, and women are stepping into their power. The past unhealthy shadows in our culture are being painfully exposed and there are generations of healing to be done as the system tries to find a new balance between these masculine and feminine energies at a global level. Because of the perceived and real oppression of women in our history, there has been a tendency to swing the pendulum far to the side of the feminine and castrate the masculine. In castrating the masculine, we only create a new collective masculine shadow that results in more havoc in our world. Success in this transformation to the feminine will be achieved by finding a balance between the masculine and feminine rather than now becoming lopsided on the feminine side. Both energies working together are necessary for our evolution. Our individual and collective work is to own and embrace both the masculine and feminine energies. And in this balance, I contend that we will find more peace and security in our world. Like all wholeness work, this work of balancing the masculine and feminine within us is about owning all of our true power. When we have more conscious choices available to us, we can live more impactful lives. If we own and embrace both the masculine and feminine energies within us, we can choose in the moment which energy we will use for the greatest impact, rather than react out of old patterns. We can also have compassion and acceptance for people that are not yet operating from their wholeness. If you'd like to start the work of identifying embracing all of your masculine and feminine energies so that you will have more capacity to live life in synchronicity and flow by loving choice, then please contact me. If you're on a mission to enable and expand the power and brilliance of feminine energies in our world, then in your work, I encourage you 
to be aware of what shadows might be operating in the background for yourself and the people that you work with. Or, if your work is with men, I invite you to be aware of the shadows that might be keeping you or them stuck and move them to greater wholeness. If I can serve you on your journey to being whole, then email me, ring me up, or make an appointment with me. You'll find me at www.wisdomways.net. Thank you for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power here on the TLRstation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a fantastic day. Are you ready to claim your authentic power? Visit www.wisdomways.net slash power to gain instant access to Richard's free video course on being powerful. And if Richard said something today that truly impacted you and you'd like to talk with him further about it, please connect with him directly at 403-247-8042. Thanks for listening to Wisdom Ways. Have a great day. Talk with you next week.